Guess who's coming to dinner? Well, it's you, if you stay with us after the credits for a trailer for Cooking with the Smiths. Dealer's Choice is not suitable for all listeners. Full content warnings can be found in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. We are the fisher folk of Estma. For generations, we have made our living from the sea and from the great eels that roam us. But the deeps are dark and full of secrets, and the ocean never gives back what it takes unchanged. the gratitude through the sea like a child dragging a wheel toy on a string. It moved fast, faster than any ship could go, striding on huge legs, writhing with animated fish. The stink of it was incomprehensible. Your nose just shut down in protest and you stopped smelling it. The four of us hung on to the base of the mainmast. Me, Ran, Mary, and Prin. Prin clung to her sister, twisting her fingers tightly in the brown robe of the scrim chantry. The timbers of the ship creaked and strained, but she was built strong, withstand the stresses of a writhing eel, and she held fast as the huge creature dragged her through the storm. For a while, at least. I'm alright too. There's water coming in though, and the deck's at a slant. I'm out. I've lost my stick though. Can you manage? It'll be a pain, but I'll manage if I'm careful. What fell on us? It can't be the mainsail. We'd have gone in the sea. Topsail. All the other sails are gone off the main mast. The rigging's hanging loose, too. The beast must have torn them off. Lucky us. We're grounded on the shoal, though. <laughs> Lucky. That's one way of putting it. Oh, look. There's the west cliff and the beacon. I can see them through the mist. 
We're on the Black Pile Shoals. They're covered at high tide. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it's coming in or not. Surely someone's noticed us? Hopefully. Any lifeboats? Long gone. There must be someone on watch at the beacon. Oh, yes. There, There's a sail, I think. There, under the cliff. Thank on. We forgot about- The twins. Are you two all right? My head hurts. You're bleeding. But I think it stopped. I'm fine. Just a bit bruised. Where are we? Black Pile Shoals, just off Eskma. There's a boat coming for us. We're gonna be all right. That sail falling on us saved our lives. We'd have been thrown into the sea with everyone else back there without it. They'll be able to cling on to wreckage or swim or something, right? Maybe so. Prin, describe it for me, please. We're on the deck of the ship. Well, what's left of it, anyway. The masts are gone, and the whole front of the ship... The forecastle. The forecastle is gone. It's just broken off. I can see rocks down there with water swirling over them. Over to our right, maybe a quarter mile away across the sea, there's cliffs. The West Cliff. The beacon is lit up there, and then the town is off to the left, and that fish monster thing is moving around it. But I can't see it very clearly as it's getting misty. And there's a boat coming towards us. I can see the light and the white sail. Everyone must be so frightened in the town. Typical Mary, shipwrecked on a rock in the middle of the sea and you're worried about other people. She's right to worry about the town. We all felt it, didn't we? The screaming from that thing, the rage. It's gonna destroy Eskna. What can we do about it? I don't know. I just feel like it's my responsibility. Why? We called it. It wasn't just you. I helped. If we called it, surely we should be able to send it back. We'll help any way we can. Your father would know how. If anyone would know, he would. That's good, because I can see who's sailing the rescue boat now. Thank on for that. Is anyone alive up there? Uncle Blethen, it's us! Who's tears, Nama? Who's there with you? Run, run, you're alive! Yeah, you're a sight for sore eyes. I've been smacked about a bit, but I'm alright. There's a couple of people we picked up too, scrim chanters. Can you get down? If you bring the boat along the rocks to where the forecastle used to be, I think we can climb down what's left of it. I'll meet you there. Mary, 
Can you make it? I've lost my stick. I think it's gone overboard. Me too. Can you do it with Prin to guide you? We'll make it. Here's my arm, Mary. We scrambled awkwardly over the fallen masts and down crushed timbers where Uncle Blethen had temporarily lashed the painter from the bow of the little sailboat to a broken spar. I scrambled down the rocks to the boat and jumped in, trying to ignore the further splintering sounds in my leg as I landed. Uncle Blethen caught me in a hug. Always. Get in the stern now. There are blankets there. I'm coming across. Take my hand. It's going to be all right, Prin. I can hear the boat thumping and the water washing around it. I know where it is. You just point me towards it. All right. Please, just be careful. I wasn't telling the truth. I couldn't hear where the boat was over the waves. I just knew it was there, and I had to jump to it somehow. And I had to make Prin think I could do it, because I could feel her shaking where I was holding onto her arm, and I knew she wouldn't jump until I did. The thing is, I can't swim. Prin can swim. She used to swim all the time in the river near our estate. Every summer she would be there with the village children, playing, jumping off rope swings, splashing about, laughing. But our parents wouldn't let me do more than paddle in the shallows. Too dangerous. So I never learned. So, there I was, with the waves crashing around me and the boat just a little way away. Knowing I had to be brave and trust myself to the people around me. I'm used to trusting myself to the people around me. I have to. I jumped. And of course, I missed. Harry! In stories, when people drown, they slip away quietly into stillness as the water closes gently over them. It wasn't like that in the sea. It was fast and forceful. I had no idea which way was up or down, and it was evening, so there was not even enough light to guide me to the surface. I was rolled and spun and bashed against the rocks. The wind was knocked out of me by something, and I gasped and inhaled water into my lungs, which burned. As I sank below the waves, I resigned myself to dying in the sea. I closed my eyes and tried to shut myself off from everything, hoping death would come quickly. My sense of my body began to fade away. Then, my awareness was suddenly enormous. It seemed to extend out beyond the shoals into the open sea, wild and ancient. I reached out, and the water was waiting for me and then closed me into itself. I felt it all, from the tiniest worm writhing in the sand to the gargantuan squid far out in the depths gazing out into the blackness with its massive eyes. 
The barnacles on the rocks, the sharks and octopi feasting on carcasses on the sand. I was the sea itself, the whole mass of it, and all that lived in it. The great and ancient sea drew my soul from the depths to the shore, to the beach. It showed me the rotten blackness leaking into the water from the pit dug by the folk of Eskmouth showed me the pained and twisted creatures poisoned by it. They were screaming. The fish and the shrimp and the crabs and the sharks and the rays and the otters and the seals and the squid and the octopi and all the life in the water. As I heard the cries in my head, I felt the poison leeching into my veins, filling my body with fiery pain. Jump in after them. No, you, Nama, you should know better. Yeah, but me. Can you do it? Yes. We're here. We'll help. I still have thread. That's chandlery thread. That's no good for. It worked before. We don't have time. Please! Do it, Ren. Black is the water that sparkles so brightly. White, White is, is the moonlight that pierces, pierces the wave. wave. Merciful love, my prayers, prayers I beseech thee. Spare thee a soul from the watery grave. Pull back your skirts, mother unknown, I beg you. Sweet as a place, have pity on me. Draw back the water to which swift shall awake. Send his soul back from the depths of the sea. Black is the water that sparkles so brightly. See her? Mary? Mary? Coming down to get you. Going to be all right. I'll lift her into the boat. I'm ready. Pass her up to me. And so am I. Can you feel my hands by your feet here? Yes, good. Put your feet in the gap, then hold on to me as I lift you. I've got her. Whoa! All right, I've got her ropes. Come on, you. There we go. Now you. Come on, friend. Grab my hand. 
Mary! Hey, it's okay. I'm here. I'm alive. It's okay. I, I, I lost you. You can't swim. Why didn't they let you learn to swim? If you died, I'd be in so much trouble. You remember when we were playing in the woods near grandmother's house? And I slipped down the slope near the stream and hit my head on the tree branch and I cried and cried because I was small and hurt. And then you found me and you cried as well. <laughs> and you laughed and said I shouldn't cry because it was just an accident. And I still got into trouble for letting you fall. Ever since we were little, they expected you to look after me. It's not fair on you. It's my own fault for growing too big inside mother, so you didn't have room and came out small. <laughs> You're a fool and I love you. I don't think I tell you that enough. Run. Run. They're both safe on board. Loose the knots. Let the sea be. You did well, my child. I'll get the painter untied, Uncle. Good. Yes. Thank you. Bran! Why will the answer? They went like that before, when they storm-called on the gratitude. They're in a trance. So you did take them out Ealing, then? They asked! Sick of the pits. Obviously they didn't tell you. They knew what you'd have said. They were doing fine. An eel came when they called. But then everything went wrong. I never trained him properly. They didn't want to learn. Ran. And what else did you call? I didn't mean to call a... The wayer of the seas. It just... came. Oh, this is my doing. I should have warned you. I'm so sorry. I knew this would happen one day. What do you mean? We didn't give un her due. We betrayed the sacred duty of our family, failed in our task. I told you both Rand's pa, their other father, never came back from the city, but that wasn't all of it. He was... He was... the sacrifice. The chosen, the one who was meant to go to sea to be its guardian. He felt the call of un. But he was frightened, so he fled in land. Tetsi in his place, nor could your parents, Nama. No, they tried. The waves, when they were lost, came so high they scoured town. The wayer of the seas is... Our kin, aye. And now soul trapped in it has gone mad with years. She should have been released long ago. And she will take seas payment from Eskmouth. Is there anything we can do to stop it? No. Let it destroy everything. The town is poisoning the sea. It told me while I was under the water. In fact, let's go and help. It's true. I've seen scientific proof. The sawbones showed me some sort of it, infection that's getting into everything from those pits. Mm. No. We need to protect the fisherfolk. It's not just our duty to pay the sea. 
We must keep the balance between it and the people. Mustn't we, Dad? Aye, but I, I don't know what right course is. Maybe your new friend is right. Un, she spoke to you. Yes, I heard her. She said to wreck it all. So, do we stop the way or, or don't we? I mean, it sounds wild, but I'm up for it. How will you stop a monster like that? The way came to Ran and Nama because she knew them as kin. The soul that guides it is Ran's great-great-grandmother's soul. The last sacrifice that went to sea. If we go to it and intercede, it might listen. Or conversely, it might crush us underfoot like tiny insects. We'll ask it to let the people go and only destroy the poison pits. Listen, Trin, touch the water. Can't you hear the living thing scream? We have to do something. Could I not? It's just... It's all right. It's been a rough couple of days. We have to try. Yes. Mary? Brynn? Are you with us? Whatever I can do to help. It sounds completely mad, so obviously I am. Yes. To Eskmuth, then. Nama, trim the sail. You can stay in stern, out the way. Please. Rand had called were still strong and carried us swiftly away from the shoals. The wreck of the gratitude gradually slumped into the sea behind us as the tide rose. Mary and Prince stayed in the stern like they'd been told and clung to each other, talking quietly as the three of us worked around them. We sailed to the western pier where we tied up by the steps. Prince fussed around Mary, never more than a few feet away from her. The steps are here. Please be careful. Don't worry. I don't want to go in there again. <laughs> it's across the river from us, isn't it? I can feel it. It's halfway up the side of the East Cliff, and it's smashing its way down Long East Gate. This cliff is where the Scrim Chantry is, isn't it? Oh, I do hope it's going to tear that down. Mary! It's horrible and wrong. All of it. I hate it. If you could have heard the fish crying out. All right. Tear it down then, you'll... Don't say that. Fine. Tear it down then, Mrs. Fish Monster. Oh, a polyrod anyway. We headed down the pier into the town as fast as we could. To our surprise, the bridge across the Esk was still intact, though missing a large chunk from the seaward side. The town was empty. Everyone had sensibly fled, a thing which I was on the verge of doing myself, frankly. I just knew I needed to be there for Mary. Well, 
I say everyone had fled. Nearly everyone. Here we meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when. But I'll eat here we meet again some sunny day. Steeped and stew. Just like you used to do. So I'll eat ill meat again some sunny day. It's the Sawbones. I think he's drunk. Honestly, I don't blame him. Ho, <laughs> oh, ho there, Rod. Ho there. You? From the other day, who didn't swore white? White watch? No? White chanter. Ah, yes. Sawbones, why are you still here? Why? Why, why am I still here? With, on this bridge? In case there are people in need of medical care, of course. And I have a duty to this town. Why, why are you still here? Haven't you noticed there's in giant, enormous fish monsters smashy, smashing up the whole of us? It's the end of the world! Also, I'm out of a job. I think. It's smashed up the rotting pits completely. And there goes the orphanage. Alas. Oh, for the love of God. We need to stop this. Stop. Right, cousin. Um, you can stop it, can you? Well, this, I, I must say. That's good. Yes. He should come with us. Now we have a sawbones in case one of us gets injured. Also, I don't think we should leave him on the bridge, drunk. I suppose even a drunk sawbones is better than no sawbones. Onward! And... Upwards! Where were we going? Someone's talking. Elvery Jack. Elvery Jack. Twist his bones and bend his back. Give us our ale and give us our bread, or Jack shall swallow you foot to head. In the fish market, we came upon the remnants of the discarded eel skull on a pole. Actually, I tripped over a shack. It was the last straw for my leg. Twist his bones and bend his back. Give us our ale and give us our bread, or Jack shall swallow you foot to head. Ilo's Choice was created by Lou Sutcliffe and Daisy McNamara. Ren Fishercliffe was played by Ray Lundberg. Nama Fishercliffe was Lindsay C. Bluth and Storm Singer was David Alt. Princess White Chanter was played by Caroline Awela. Mary White Chanter was played by Tanya Miliovic. Spartina Sawbones was played by Interiority. Ailed by Catch was Daisy McNamara. Our writer, composer, and sound designer was Lou Sutcliffe. Our producer and dialogue editor was Daisy McNamara. Script editing was by Kale Brown and Pacific S. Obadiah. Our sense duty consultant was Sarah Clark. Our theme for this episode, Elvery Jack, was written by Lou Sutcliffe. 
The Anguilliform Chorus was Ray Lundberg, Derek Valen, Meg Tootin, Elijah Harper, Diego Herrera, and Lou Sutcliffe. Our season finale will air on December 12th. But don't worry, there's more eel content coming. We'll be hosting a Q&A with Lou, myself, and possibly a few other familiar faces, in case you have any burning questions like, why? Or did you need to make the harpoon sound so wet? Our Q&A will be open for submissions until December 19th, and we plan on providing some more wriggly content in the form of blooper reels, our soundtrack, and even more. For updates on that and all things eels, you can follow us on our socials at Eeler's Choice. Social media and our website can, as always, be found in the show notes. If you'd like to submit a question, that link will be in the show notes as well. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on December 12th. Hi there, it's Lou, here to tell you about Cooking with the Smiths. Cooking with the Smiths is an indie horror fiction podcast where anything goes, as long as dinner ends up on the table. Follow Marjorie Terreno and Nathan Wood as they deal with the murder, their own morals, and their own appetites. After all, when human flesh is cooked to perfection, wouldn't you want to try a taste too? Season 2 coming summer of 2024. Now for the trailer. I, uh... I need your help. Don't freak out, and we'll all be fine, because if you freak out, then you might fuck this up for both of us. Uh, I don't think it's related. Well, I do, and I'm your boss, so keep an eye out for anything weird, all right? What? You didn't... You didn't put something in here, did you? What, what does that mean? I mean, you didn't try to poison me. You wouldn't... Usually, but I don't know what's going on with you tonight. I I don't know why I can't eat this. That's my daughter's earring on your floor. I hear it tastes like pork or veal, and it's cheap. Just a couple of bites. Why? Why not? At this point, why not? What do you do when you've got a human corpse you need to dispose of and a girlfriend with a cooking show? Well, the answer is quite simple, but... Not too savory. Cooking with the Smiths is a new horror fiction podcast. It features deceit, murder, and delicious home-cooked meals. Recipes you've never seen before. Updates are every Monday, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, and we'd love to have you over for dinner. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Make sure to follow our Instagram at cookingwiththesmithspod for updates on future content. We hope to see you soon, and happy cooking!